HBs! Welcome back to Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two BFFs recap the plot of romance novels while finding delight in each other and being awe-inspired by the talent, heart, and tenacity of romance authors. Let's start today off with a Patreon shout-out. Tabitha B., you are descended from Dagoda, a Slavic deity who has been called the Wind God of Compassion. Dagoda is associated with love and abundance, and your loved ones feel that in spades. You also inspire growth in others because Dagoda was known for bringing gentle western breezes, which ushered in change. Ever wondered about your creative streak? He is the wind that shapes the clouds into pictures and patterns, delighting everyone who sees them. And if you like a bit of whimsy, you're going to love this. Offerings for Dagoda were rarely material. Rather, they were happy dances and songs dedicated to him. Who needs stuff, right? Let's savor the experiences of living joyfully. Make sure you visit patreon.com forward slash heaving bosoms podcast to check out all our bonus content, as well as extra goodies like the shout out you just heard. Also, since KissCon has been delayed until August 28th through 30th, you have plenty of time to get your limited edition meetup merch. I'm also going to include links to all of our socials in the episode description, so head on over there and give us a follow. We give excellent content. And now we have part two of Rebel by Beverly Jenkins. Here we go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Hello. Hi, Erin. Hi. <laughs> Wait, what are we doing? Ah! Usually-, <laughs> Usually you let me say eight, but you said seven and then you started right away. Yeah, I did. I started though. It's so weird. <laughs> Hi, Erin. Hi. Hello, Melody. It's nice to see you. Yeah, I think I scared myself into being a normal person. Hi. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> Hi. How are you? <laughs> I have banter. Yeah, tell me. Are you ready? Yes. I've been waiting to tell you this because it's so good. So you know how we did embark for goat and rooster and we got their DNA? Yes. And goat is like all the all the best dogs plus Yorkie, like all the biggest, most majestic dogs plus like twenty percent Yorkie and like eight percent wolf. She's a wolf. (laughs) So we did that a long time ago and then like last week, we got this message from Embark saying that they'd found a sibling of goats, a full sibling or parent. Holy shit. Yeah. And then the, the, the person who owns that sibling or parent reached out to us, and it's a dog that looks just like goat, <gasps> only black. Oh. And his name is Marty. Hi, Marty. And she said... I know. So wait, he doesn't also speak Spanish? Oh, oh no. That, that, we're getting no. there. We're getting there. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry. So, um, Marty lives in Colorado, but uh-huh. his so she she messaged us and told us all these facts about Marty, and mm-hmm. then she was like, "We'd really like to know about Goat to figure out if they really are from the same litter." Yeah. And so she's in Colorado, but she got Marty from a shelter in Roswell, New Mexico. Whoa! And it was an Air Force family who <gasps> was moving, and they had two dogs, Uh-oh. Marty and a quote unquote corgi. And they took the corgi with them on their trip, but they had relinquished 
the other one. Okay. But, like, Colt looks just like a corgi. Yeah. And there's Air Force bases there and here. <gasps> so I think it's real. And, like, New Mexico, there are a lot more Spanish speakers there yeah. than here in Anchorage. So I think it's, like, probable that these these dogs, they're a brother and sister. Whoa! She has a sister. Or brother. A she brother. A brother. She's a sister. Hello. We have a wedding to go to in the same town in Colorado where she's at in September. Nice. <laughs> but I, I don't want to be too weird. I don't want to be like, can I come to your house? Can I come meet your dog? <laughs> yeah, is that weird? <laughs> I mean, they reached out to you. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. But what's worse is like, goat never seen. Oh, oh, oh. And they were both four when oh. this happened in... New Mexico, and then Goat is now, Goat was six when we got her and is now eight. So if they are siblings, they lived together for four years. Whoa. Like half her life she spent with this other dog. So we could bring her and they could meet and they could play, but wouldn't it be sad to be like, and now we're going to go home and you're never going to see yeah, this I dog feel like ever you again? Not it would be so them. sad. Yeah. But wouldn't it be so happy for them to see each other again? I just don't know. I just don't know. Yeah. Oh, it's so hard. I know. I feel Girl. like you shouldn't, though. I feel like you shouldn't. <sighs> what if they really want to spend the rest of their days together? You know what you I know, mean? And then you have to, like, and then also there's, like, the stress of going on a plane. Yeah. I don't know. I wish she could just tell me what she wants. I know. Go. We found your brother. What do you want us to do? Oh, so hard. Also, this does sound like the same family that would just get a new dog and so get rid of their other dog. Yeah. I mean, this sounds, yeah. That tracks. And the right age, too. Mm. Anyway, that's my banter. (gasps) Wow. You know, (laughs) I mean, you know, dogs have tons of siblings, but to find one? Uh Uh-huh. How Rooster, funny. no family, no family to speak of. No, Rooster's a lone, lone wolf. <laughs> That's right. Although she's not at all a wolf. <laughs> In her heart, she's a wolf, yeah. and that's what matters, Aaron. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Should we get back to this book? Yes. Fuck yeah! Because <laughs> when we left them, they had just had some lemonade. Ah, uh, the lemonade. And seen that treehouse, Aaron, and they talked about all the things they would do in the treehouse, and he was talking about a courtin. Oh, <laughs> oh sexy man. <laughs> all right, so then he goes to go see his mistress, Josephine. Yeah, and he's like thinking about breaking it off. All right, all Ms. right. Bev, Ms. Bev does two big convenience in this book. Yeah. One of them is yeah. this. That he shows up at the Mistress Josephine's uh, house and she's already packing to leave to go to Mexico City because she's already found a richer Spaniard man that will pay her more to be his mistress. And so she's yeah. like, I was going to tell you at the theater tomorrow because you're going to the theater, but I'm telling you today. And do you still want to go to the theater? And Drake's like, not really. And she's like, okay, fuck off. I've got to pack more. Goodbye. And everybody's (laughs) cool with it. And it's not an issue. It's great. The end. Okay. So Josephine, out of the way. He's got a family party anyway. So he can't go to the theater anymore. So then we have lunch. Drake has lunch with his friend Hugh. And Hugh is a white guy. Oh, yeah. oh my I would, god! I would like to read a Hugh book for sure. Big, big, he has a big heart burly, beats out of my chest for white Hugh. dude, and he has yeah. a group that's called like the the American Good Dudes. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> good that's American right. Good Guys. That's what they're called. And that's they, what they are. are allies. 
they are an equality loving people. Yeah. That are very hot. And he's got some kind of job that does involve like a rail car. And he's like, hey, Drake, just let it let it be. I don't know. It's a job with you. And he's like, hey, Drake, you want a couple of these rail cars me to drag them down with my bare hands. I don't understand how we move rail cars in 1867. But there was a word that I didn't know that they said that they were going to use to do it. Yeah, it was like a plow. No, it was like a word I never heard before. Oxen team. I yeah, don't I don't know. So they drag. So he's like, "I'll give you these boxcars, and then you can use them to build a school for your lady who you to clearly impress love. your lady." He says to score points with the school teacher, and he's That's like, "I'm one. not trying to score points with the school teacher." And he's like, okay. "And he was like, okay, pal, yeah. good call, all right." But nice they try. talk about the murder of Daniel Downs and like what they're gonna do about yeah. it, and you know what what can be done. Because only um, his family witnessed it. No one will do anything. Okay. We're back with Valinda. She's opening up. Wait, wait. What? We skipped over the meeting. Oh, is it the meeting next? Yes. Maybe after he has like a meal with Hugh, they then go to the meeting. Maybe. Okay. So it's the meeting of the Republicans of the Schmirschmers. Right? Oh, shoot. Oh, let's find out what they were called. The council. (laughs) yeah to attend the council meeting yeah so this council is made up of veterans freedmen and a few trusted black republican party members yes but i don't know what their official name is i think it's just the council because they're very dark wing duck about it yes this is a dark wing duke for sure this is correct a very a cape this is a swish. This is a caper. This is this a is swish a in the night. This into smoke. Yes. Yeah. So they basically outline what has happened with Daniel Downs, and they've decided they all vote that they're going to do something about it. But it's very cryptic what they're going to do about yeah. it. Yeah. But it's going to be sexy, and it, probably they're going to have good reasons. It's also <laughs> it's going to be a reasons, but it's also going to be oh, a yeah. disturb. <laughs> like, I, it was also it's a It's going to be a murder. I'm into right. it. They got reasons, though. And you know how I feel about that. <laughs> so okay. We've got Belinda. She is opening up a framped door and stepping out onto her bedroom yeah, yeah. veranda. <laughs> onto okay. her terrace, you guys. So she's thinking about what it would be like to kiss him. She has a nap. Mm. She has a bad dream about her dad dragging her through the streets from a carriage. Oh. And there's like a man, man's face she can't pinpoint, but she knows is like in her past and it's awful. And yes. so she wakes up and she's basically not slept. Yes. Oh, oh, because she gets a wire. She gets a wire from Cole, which is, which is <gasps> the right. old times way of saying a text. She does That's get that one. text from Cole that says, I'm going <laughs> to right. be there real quick. I'm in Maryland right now. Uh, uh-huh. We just, our ship just... Taking the train to you. Sailed up to Maryland. We're on our way. We're going to be there in a couple of days. And then she has that dream. So then the next day at breakfast, she's all like bedraggled. And she's uh, haggard. And they're like, are you okay, Valinda? And she's like, yeah, I just had this bad dream. Also, totally unrelated, you guys. I got this wire from my fiance mm-hmm. that says he's going to be here in a couple of days. Mm-hmm. And Drake even says, like, is that why you had the bad dream? And she's like, no. No. Okay. No. All right. (sighs) 
Yeah, stop pooping on Cole. Cole's great. <laughs> All right? So then, where are they even going that he offers to give her a ride on Havana, his stallion? Sable's. Sable's house. Sable's house. She's going to go teach those orphans. Oh, she's going to go meet those orphans. That's the one. Ooh, so... Oh he man, you guys! So he does a picks big her pick her up, up like and the put her on bone the hair when she is, and I don't mind at all. Picks I her loved up, it, <laughs> yeah, and puts her on that stallion, and she's like yeah. sideways, but like in front of him, mm-hmm. and he's she's like, I would rather walk beside the stallion, and he's like, Well, I would like yeah. to get there today, so you're gonna be and on also, the stallion. I'm not minding you being all pressed up oh, against me. God. He basically says. She says. He I says think that too. She says, I think your pirate blood is taking advantage of the situation. And he says, lean back so we can go. I'll be on my best behavior. Every inch of her long to experience his nearness, if only oh. for the short two mile ride. And in the end, the longing won out. She leaned against his strong chest and prayed her clothing didn't catch fire as he urged Havana forward. Comfortable, he asked, while keeping the stallion to a walk. Val looked up and said, I thought you wanted to get there in a timely manner. I do, mm-hmm. he says, but I also want to enjoy your company. And then she talks about his smell and his muscles. Uh, it's very hot. It's so hot, you guys. This thing smolders. Oh. She says she she asked him to please be respectful when Cole comes and not mm-hmm. be an asshole to him. Yeah, be nice to Cole. He doesn't deserve your stupidity. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, she's totally, yeah. yes. But he's kind of like, well, maybe. And she's like, no, I'm really serious. Please be nice yeah. to Cole. He is my fiance and my BFF, and I'd really appreciate this. So he pokes it a little bit and asks yeah. if she likes his kisses. And she reveals that he only kisses her on the forehead and the cheek. Yeah. And she doesn't, she's never been kissed. Oh, no. Does she say, she doesn't say that then. She no, says no, 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 that's afterwards. It's business to her. Yeah, and then she says to business. us that it's just foreheads and cheeks kisses. Yes, yes, it's okay. No, but it, it happens soon. So then they show up at the orphanage and Drake is the uncle that they all love. It's just love, a bunch of kid bullshit. They of jump on and it's fine. He's oh good with God. kids, guys. Herbs, 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 so herbs, herbs, herbs. He's so good with kids and my ovaries exploded. Herbs, herbs, herbs. He says, then, do you want to ride the bear? They all jump on him and fine. And he roars in the cutest way, and it's adorable. So then she does a whole teach of them that day, and then she does a hangout with Sable. Sable. Man, look at us. Yeah, right there. Sable talks about how she's (laughs) looking for her brother, her brothers, or her brother and sister um, since slavery and since freedom. She can't find them. It's great. Okay. And then. I think Belinda asks her about her love match, basically. How do you like your love match? And she goes, well, I really, really like it. And that says something because I even like it right now when I'm super fucking pissed at Raymond. And uh, Raymond comes in. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I see you're still mad at me because she's sort of like giving him the cold shoulder. Uh And she's like, I do not appreciate it when you punch people. And he's Uh like, well, I do not appreciate it when bad poets try to tell my wife that they love her okay Mm -hmm. you don't have to punch people who hit on me but i am most certainly gonna punch people who hit on you yes and and then he says he says how about after dinner i'm gonna bring you home and i'll get on my knees and beg your pardon and belinda's sitting there like I do not think that means what I think that means. Is it bad games? But I don't know what, what it means. What is bad games? <laughs> what? No. Yeah, yeah. She's like, I wonder 
why he's like on his knees and like why that makes the baking better uh-huh. or something. And then and but also she's noticing that Sable is like blushing like crazy. Mm-hmm. And then they do some making out and then he fucks off. And she looks at her, Sable looks at her and she reiterates because earlier she was like, sometimes I just want to hang him out on the clothesline and uh-huh. just leave him there. And she's like, you need so many clotheslines with these Levesque men. Mm-hmm. It's so great. So then uh, Juliana's husband, Henry, comes. They have this big dinner and nothing really happens. It's just a nice family party. Melody. Does Henry come or does Henri come? Oh, God. <laughs> I was like, we are not talking about this party, bitch. I know that look, and I'm not doing it. <laughs> All right. All right. Henri shows up. Okay. Henri. Right. Then after the dinner. <laughs> you okay? Yeah, <laughs> after the dinner. She's they going go out up. to the gazebo she's again. I love them. a gazebo. No. Wait, and I wait. Love this gazebo? She's going up to her no. room. And she says, oh. good night, Drake. She oh, was yeah. on her way out of the room when she heard, may I share your company for a short while? Oh, my God. The hottest like, shit. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> I just got chills right here, right now. Yeah. Well, it's because like, I'm sexy. I mean, you you are. She turned, yeah. viewing him and his intense glaze. She's, his glaze? Why am I like this? <laughs> Viewing him and his intense gaze, she sensed herself on the cusp of something she couldn't name. Everything oh. she knew about him, from his love of tree houses to his strong sense of caring, made her yearn to know more. Rather oh, than debate too. the reasons why she shouldn't accept his invitation, she replied, yes. yes. So they go out to that gazebo, you guys. You guys. And this gazebo, says, this romantic fucking gazebo. He says, Penny, for your thoughts. Mm. because she was thinking about the differences between how she feels about him and how she feels about Cole and how yeah. good of a man Cole is, but she doesn't feel about him the way that she feels about Drake. Yeah. And he says, penny for your thoughts. And she's like, I was thinking mm-hmm. about Cole. And he's like, give me my penny back. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cute. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. He says, a man convinces a beautiful lady to sit with him in the dark only to be told she's thinking of another man. And then out of nowhere, she whispers, I've never been kissed. Oh. And he says, ever? And she says, ever. And he says, not even by your intended. And she says, no. He's kissed me on the forehead and cheeks, but not on the lips. Not on the lips. And so then, Whew. tell me about it, Aaron. He, I mean, it takes a while. It does take a while. She goes and sits closer and blah, blah, blah. She asks him about what Raymond meant by like getting on his knees. And she's like, is that bed games? And he laughs yeah. so hard. It says he laughed loud enough to startle the moon. And he says, I cannot tell you that's between you and Cole. Yeah. And he says, if you were mine, I would be on my knees right now. Believe me. <gasps> and then he said, not even the shadows could mask the heat in his eyes. He drew a slow finger over her bottom lip and her eyes closed. May I kiss you instead? He whispered. Val had no barriers left. Yes. Yeah. He brushed his lips over her forehead. Were you mine? There would be no secrets. Only pleasure. Oh. And then he does kiss her eyeballs, which is a thing I, I really hate. We don't care. It's but fine. Once you get past that, it's a really good kiss. <laughs> <laughs> and then she kisses him. Mm-hmm. And he says, you belong to another, Cherie. You're making me forget that. Whew. 
and then they part for the evening. Oh my god, it's hot. Were you mine? There'd be no secrets, only pleasure. I just can't. The sexual health educator in me is just doing a big sex ed boner, and <laughs> I don't know what to do about it. Then a bunch of unnamed, <sighs> unseen men go and they drown Liam Atwater in the lake. We don't know what happened to him. All of a sudden, Liam Atwater was gator food. He he got death rolled by I those gators. They gave That's him a the chance. One. They put him in a boat that was sinking, and then they gave him a knife, yeah. and they said, if you can get out, I loved it. you didn't give Daniel a chance, but we'll give you a chance. If you can get yeah. free of your uh, ties, right. you can get away from these gators, and he does not, and he does get... He doesn't even get the knife. He's so he's so panicked that he just rolls the goddamn oh, he, canoe he got over. It. He got it right before the gator got oh, him. Oh, good. Because if he good. didn't get the knife, because I kind of skimmed it, and then I was like, no, I want to know if he got that knife, because I want to know if they actually gave him a knife, or they just told him that they gave him a knife. For oh. some reason, that mattered to me, so I went back and I wanted to know, and they he did get you. it. But then, the ga- but then he got got. He, he did get drowned by those gators. Okay. He done got got. So... The next morning, they have breakfast. She can't stop thinking about those pirate kisses. She's so happy about those pirate kisses, but also so embarrassed about those pirate kisses and guilty about those pirate kisses. And then knock, knock, knock on the door. Guess who it is? Lieutenant Merritt, who is Drake's old boss. And he's like, where were you at 2 a.m.? And Drake's like, here, in bed sleeping. He's like, "Uh, because that guy got murdered. And remember, you were asking for justice for him. So you probably did it. Right. And And he's like, -uh." prove it, Merritt. All right. And then he leaves. And whoever did probably got reasons. Okay. (laughs) So I don't think we care around these parts. They have another beautiful conversation. He asks her what her dreams are. And she said that her dream is to teach in a school where girls who like her have no interest in, who have no interest in girl stuff can learn about whatever they want because her dad didn't allow her to learn science. Oh my gosh. It says at that moment, Drake wanted to give her her dreams and anything else that quick mind of hers desired. She was smart, witty, sassy, and, as he learned last night, ripe with passion. Uh He thought back on her sighs during those two short kisses, and the memory made his groin tighten in response. Although he told her he wouldn't judge her coal, Drake couldn't imagine being content with passionless kisses on her brow and cheeks. Uh. You're going to stop there? That's when the good shit starts. Were she his, he'd make love to her from sunset to sunrise and then pray for more hours in the day and two extra days in the week. And that still might not be enough. What are you thinking, she asked. Pirate thoughts. Pirate thoughts. What kind of pirate thoughts? thoughts? And then he tells her it's about making love to her all day and night. truthfully, (sighs) making love to you from sunset to sunrise every day. Her eyes closed for a moment. In response, he smiled. You asked, Sherry. You guys. Do it. Do it. Do sex on each other. Do it. Do, Do sex. sex for <laughs> so long. All night. <laughs> so then they Do kind it. of decide to get to stay apart a little bit. Yes. Like they're going to do some distance. And he kind of talks to his brother or Ray or somebody about this and like they're going to back off and he's going to do what's best for her, which is giving her space and not kind of like luring into her something that that she would regret. Yeah. So then she goes and does that volunteer thing we talked about earlier where like people are applying for money and also like one lady like walks away because she doesn't want to ask a black woman for money. 
which is or, or like rough, for help with the application or, yeah, help she or whatever want to, it is yeah yeah she doesn't want to be embarrassed that she's the one that's destitute and the black woman and is probably the one that's can't read or write oh god probably yeah is that what they're doing they're helping them fill out the yeah oh, yeah okay yeah because none of them can read or write even the destitute white folks right so then they have her and sable have a whole conversation about the bureaucratic stuff that we were talking about the at the beginning that's so 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 super awful oh man the only thing i want to say about his conversation with ray uh-huh. is like he says she climbed trees when she was young and ray's like oh boy how far gone are you <laughs> seems like you're pretty far gone and he's mm-hmm. like far enough and then um uh, when when ray asks what happens when she leaves Drake shrugs and says, ride north and steal her back. Their grins met, spoken like a true pirate. Mm-hmm. That Ray says that. Sorry. Okay. And just another thing that I highlighted real quick. It's a good example of of them like wondering about the future. It says that when they were going to go volunteer, Valinda said, wondering if the nation would ever rid itself of the divisive thinking. She left Sable and set off across the field. Mm-hmm. It's like, not yet. So then Happenstance works out somehow that he like that little Reba, the cook in the house, goes and like is somewhere else. Juliana, the mom, is like also somewhere else with her husband. So yeah, it's it, like Happenstance just strikes that it's going yeah. to be just him and her in, in his mom's house tonight. Right. So they have dinner. It's very charged. And he's like, don't look at me like that. I'm trying to I'm trying to be good and stay away from you. Yeah. By the end of this dinner, she's like, I've got to be honest. What I want is to spend the night with you. Yeah. She basically says, I've, I'm looking forward to a passionless life. And so I want to know what it is before I enter into that. You clearly know about bed games. I want to know about bed games. Yeah. And he's very like, are you sure? Because like, I'm not going to take your innocence. I'm not going to have sex with you. That's like too far for me as far as like morals because you are betrothed to another man. Right. But I will do a traditional Highlander finger banging on you. Yes, he will. (laughs) Right in that gazebo. And she tells him how her mom told her that sex was terrible. So when she he says, I'm not taking your innocence, she's like, that's fine. I don't want to do that. I just want to do more kissing stuff. Because right. my mom, mom told said me that was awful. so horrible that she has to recite the alphabet while her dad does it and that she only ever gets to pee. Oh, and he is... Uh- he is cackling. He thinks that's so funny, but it's not funny. It's a poor woman's it's, life. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Aaron. <laughs> Thank you. So <sighs> have dinner, and he's like, I'm going to tutor you on passion after dinner. And he's like, I want to caveman carry her up to my room, but I can't because I don't want to scare her away. So she's like on the balcony, and there's like the storm clouds are rolling in, and he comes up behind her, and he whispers, storm's coming in her ear, which is like, oh my God. I didn't know, like, that was sexy until it happened, and it was. I and know. Then, like, the lightning flashes, uh-huh. and they start to do a make-out. And then they do go into that room, and he asks her if she wants to be clothed or nude, and she's, like, uh-huh. clothed, definitely, because, like, that's too much. And then he says, I don't want you to be afraid. I want this to be as special as you hoped it would be. 
If you need us to stop so you can catch your breath, just say so. And at any time, if you want to end the evening, say that too. I won't be angry or upset. And actually how he asked her that so is he says, sexy. he says like, how, how do you want to take your lessons? Do you want to be nude, partially dressed or fully dressed? And when she doesn't say anything, he says, shall I strip you bare so I can kiss every satin <gasps> inch of you? His voice oh scalded her, and when he leaned her... Oh, oh, I know why I highlighted this. It was not because it was hot. It was because it was a confused... <laughs> but that was hot. It was hot. But also, his voice scalded her, and when he leaned her back against his rock-hard shoulder... I was confused about this, too. ...and took her nipple into his mouth... How did he get down there? Boom-bong logistics with air in its back. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yes. He's so big, she's so small. How is she... How is she? Is she how like can his? Is this her like butt on his shoulder? Like how is that happening? Down. Is it like her low back that's up? It can't be. It can't be. I think this is a mistake. But also, like, how did he crane his big body? Like, how did he hunch enough to get his There's head no all the way of, over her shoulder he and onto hunch. her nipple? He can't. It can't be a hunch because we're looking. It's like. The hunch would have to be from shoulder to head. It's a full, oh. ne- it's a neck hunch, right? I th- I thought so. Because if he hunched with his back, it would just push her further forward. I don't know. He's like a flamingo in this. Scene. I don't understand that. Bing but boom it, bong. Confuse. It is a confuse. It is a logistics problem. It is also a uh, hot. So that I hot. did not mind. <laughs> so hot. Didn't care. Nipple play. Gets Into those it. boobs out. That's right. It gives her that finger banging. It. This oh. is. It is a beautiful scene oh it's so gorgeous and she falls asleep and she has her first orgasm arms afterwards yes uh-huh and they're sitting in a window seat right now you guys and so he mm. just falls asleep in that window seat with her on his lap and he is just so big and strong that he's fine yeah. okay everybody and then in the morning the brother is like knock 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 good morning i do see that you guys are curled up together definitely having had oh hey looks like your tits out for drake bad games and also your tits are out so like (laughs) if you guys could please like get your shit together for like half a second your fiance is downstairs bitch yeah there's a bit of a fiance situation put your boobs back in Do your hair. Tits out for Drake! Because <laughs> Cole, your betrothed, is downstairs. Uh-huh. That's the one. But, like, of course. Like, I, w- I was 100% sure. Oh, yeah, the fiance is going to show up in the morning. Yeah. And then, you Drake know. Drake is mad because he had a whole romantic morning planned for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay? He wanted to make her breakfast and do some more canoodling. Mm-hmm. But now Cole is there. And so Drake is a pissed. Well, not just Cole is there. Cole and Lenny are there, so you can know where this is going. Did you see this a million miles away? I was like, oh, this is a convenient. But okay. All right. It's a too much convenient. Because I just feel like it is. Because people existed. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not saying that. I just feel (laughs) like Belinda has known this the whole time. And it's not until Cole darkens their doorway that she's like, hey, reader, I just wanted to let you know Cole is gay for Lenny, his business partner. And this is just an arrangement so that he can be gay with his business partner and I can get away from my dad. This whole book has been like, get away from my dad, get away from my dad, get away from my dad. And then all of a sudden, when it becomes a big obstacle, it's like also gay. Aaron, no, there have been... You might have herbs it, okay? And I'm calling you out. <laughs> but there have been breadcrumbs about this for the whole thing. Just She's talked she about how neither the of them... Partner. No. <laughs> she says that neither of them are physically attracted to each other at all. 
She says that he's never, ever kissed her like in any kind of way or shown any interest. Drake says that he cannot imagine a single man on the planet not wanting her. All right. Okay. I didn't herbs all this, but I was just like, oh, he sucks, I guess. I don't know. No, he doesn't. He's her GBF. That's fine. Okay. But I was just like, oh, maybe they're not for each other. There are there are many men in the planet in inside the planet apparently in this planet that we live on that might be like attractive <laughs> but I'm not into like I I see that like I just thought they weren't no, into but each like other. on a desert island or a deserted island you would bang <laughs> you know what I mean I don't know I don't know I don't know but if that's like true. I'm probably never gonna bang my GBF because like he's not into this mm. Mm, you know what okay. I mean yeah. Like, you put two semi-straight people on a deserted island together, and they'll, like, put their parts together at a certain point. I don't know if I... I don't know if I believe this proposition, but... (laughs) I do. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So... Okay. um, That's basically the situation. Yeah, and so then Drake does a rude. Drake does a big, I'm a surly bear, and you're in my house. He does not follow through on his promise not to be not rude to Cole. Yeah. But he does immediately backtrack and apologize to everyone. Yes. He was hangry. I don't know. Because Cole's such a nice, good dude. Like, and he feels like a complete dick for this. Obviously. So they excuse themselves and talk, and Cole and Lenny have gotten the dollars from Paris, but the newspaper that they are able to buy is in california yes or as they said it at the time which is zorro Mm. times california California. (laughs) and i just i wish it was i won't say i wish it was still zorro times but i do wish that it was times like where we could say like that i feel like it i wish here's what i wish (laughs) i wish that it was zorro movie times Ooh, and that we could just all say california california and we could do tangos that's what and I that want. And we all had Catherine Zeta Jones's wardrobe and in that movie. Yeah, that's what I want. And I want somebody to do yeah. a Z on my nightgown like that oh. and have it fall off. I want. I want somebody mm-hmm. to do a Z on my nightgown with a sword. That's and all off. I want. What do you want? And I wanted that for Belinda, but I understand that New Orleans is also great. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. So <is> Drake. <laughs> but you know, you guys, you Listen, guys know of a book that's set Cole, in Zero Times. Because I do love Zorro. Please tell me. Please tell us about a Zorro Zorro romance. I would like to read it. Thank you. Okay. Yes. This sounds like I just watched Zorro and I have not seen that movie in 15 years. Okay. It's been a a minute. At least nine years for me. California. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So then Lenny fucks off Mm -hmm. so that um, she and Cole can catch up more. And Cole's like, hey, girl, if you're not going to marry me, because it seems like you're not going to, it seems like you're going to stay here. It seems like you really like it. It seems like that big bear of a man Mm -hmm. really likes you, too. And if that's the case, your dad's going to be fucking pissed and he's going to show up to abscond with you. And she Mm -hmm. says, I mean, here's the thing. If I lived in America times, Mm -hmm. you just stop writing. What's the problem? Yes. Your family never hears from you again. Why you disappear. A Send a text to dad. Yeah. That it's just like Belinda died. Belinda died. Bye. She died. Bye. And then send a text to your sister mm-hmm. via the wire that's like, hey, sis, not really dead. Come visit anytime. Yeah. Done. 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 This would be so easy to fake your own death in America times. You guys, it's America There's times. There's not even right like now. social security numbers or whatever. No. 
no. she got lost everywhere yeah, all the time i mean as is evidenced by all the letter you writing could just be like happening. my name is betsy now and then that is your betsy. name Hi, betsy. you just Great get to, to be you. betsy now yeah, forever. Yeah, I mean, until like, you want to be Miranda. Yeah, and then you're like, "Hi, my name is Miranda." And, and everyone's like, like Great. "Nice to meet you. Great to see you." That we're what so happy skills? about your new life. Yeah, ninety five percent of America Times was terrible for women and a lot of other people too. However, that part yes. of America Times where you just get really to nice. fake your own death like every five minutes, great. Yeah, and I don't know why Belinda doesn't do that, but I know. Anyway, she does write that letter, though. Cole and Drake have a little chat where Cole's just like, yeah, it's very clear you're in love with her. How long has this been mm-hmm. going on? What's happening? And I'm cool Also, with I'm it. very supportive. Yeah. And it seems like she's probably going to stay here in New Orleans. She's made her decision. She's just trying to let me down gently. Congratulations. I hope you guys have lots of sex and babies. You goddamn breeders, Cole says. Then <laughs> Drake feels like a pretty big silly. Yeah. Oh, and Cole also says... Hey, P.S., her dad is going to do this. You need to make sure it does not happen. You need to do whatever you have to do to make sure that her dad does not take her Mm -hmm. away. I want you to know that in the interest of time, we are skipping a segment entitled Medals of Honor with Aaron, and we're moving on. (laughs) So I want you to know (laughs) that, Melody. All right. Okay. All right. All right. All right. (laughs) Okay. So now Drake takes Belinda to show her this house that he's building for him, her, himself. Yeah. And there's this oh. joke about like, oh, no, no, wait, meh. I don't know. At one point, he says yes. he has a surprise. Yeah, no, because in it, later on this chapter, it gets burnt the fuck down. So, yes, she has to yes, see it before this that. this is the time. So he <laughs> says he has a surprise. And then Sable tells about a time where like Raymond or somebody else said that they had a surprise and it was a two-headed frog. So there's yeah. this running joke about like... I think little Reba says that. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, but there's this running joke about like every time Drake says that he has a surprise for her, she's like, is it a frog? Is it a two-headed frog? So you guys, I would it love works to see for a frogs. two-headed frog. There's frogs in this book. <gasps> if you does. need to read this for the embrace, there's also French people in this book, but there are also yeah, actual doors. literal frogs. So double. Oh, sure. Plus, that's a slur now, I think. Yeah, we weren't... We, we didn't know about that. But it wasn't that book, that. and we didn't know what it was. Yeah. But there are real frogs in this book, so read it. And okay. there's French doors. And French doors. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's a lot of French stuff in this book. It's hitting all Food. the points here. Yeah. Language, words. Yeah. Okay. So he takes her over to his property because he's going to show her the rail cars that he's going to turn into mm-hmm. classrooms for her. And she is very excited about this. And she, like, cries and hugs him and, like, falls into his arms and she's like, this is the nicest thing anybody's ever done for me or given me or anything. Mm-hmm. And it is a big beautiful. romance. Yeah. They do a kiss, don't they? I think they do. Yeah, they kiss. do a sweet kiss. Yeah. They do a sweet one. Nice. A church kiss. Yeah. So then he gets word that tonight all of the defenders of the cause, which are like the KKK, or maybe it's the before the KKK. Maybe this is the KKK, yeah. but it's before. But I don't know history very well, so I'm sorry. And it's like... Awful neonatal state. Ugh. Yeah. So they're going to come. I and wish that had been aborted. Am I right? No. Yeah. Uh. They're going to attack Drake. The Levex. They don't know where, though. Right. So he decides to hole up in his mom's house because that's the big house that they want to protect. And he gets all his friends to come. And Hugh comes. Hugh comes. With and his he brings, burly ginger ass. Which becomes very important uh. that Hugh yeah. comes and yes. his group comes. And they're, I think, mostly white or somewhat white. Yeah, they're mixed, but there are white men there. There are white men there. 
which becomes important. And then, like, all of Drake's friends that he's, like, helped out in the community for so long, then, like, like, show up. Freedmen that he's never met before show up because they, like, the Leveks have done so much for the community. Yeah. That they're like, we'll defend you till the day we die. Yeah. And so these motherfuckers ride up. They they start, like, beating, doing horns. Did you, did you know this for It's a big terrorism. Beforehand, when they said that the leader is smart, the leader yeah. of them is smart. And I was like, oh, that yeah. is that lieutenant. That has to be right. Yeah, it's definitely the guy that always closed the Freedmen's Bureau at 2 or 3 p.m. <laughs> in the afternoon because he wanted to, like, have a late lunch or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and didn't want to help anybody because uh-huh. he's a goddamn white supremacist. Yeah. So ten, so there's forty strong, posted up all around Mama Levesque's house, and these motherfuckers ride up, and they are not prepared to take on forty strong. And pirates do not take any prisoners. Mm-mm. Everybody, okay? No. Yeah. So you want to come and burn down my house? You want to come for Drake? You're gonna get murdered, dead in self. You're gonna get shot. And that's right. They unveil it, and it is that lieutenant. And then he's like, yeah. oh, God, I don't know what's going to like happen if they're going right. to try to put me on trial. And then he realizes that there are white men here, which are the only voices that apparently matter in court in yes. 1867. So he's it'll be OK. There will be people to testify for him. And it is and very then, quickly OK. Yeah, it's fine. And then but and then off in the distance, he does see that his house is on fire. Guys, there's more smoke. Yeah. He smells all the smokes and his in progress house is burnt to a crisp all the way down yeah and then somebody probably hugh they say they'll just go inside and drink they call them cochons which is pigs in french yeah i know that from my time in new orleans because there was a great restaurant named cochon it was all pig meat it was delicious (laughs) yummy porks okay (laughs) so very bad day for drake yeah he has to go clean up all the rubbles Mm mm-hmm and try to like his all of his work crew get there to finish up this gorgeous house and they cannot believe what's happened and then the family comes and val comes and it's obvious that even though she has a lunch date with cole and lenny she doesn't want to leave his side and he can tell and she you know just wants to stay and do a comfort and a help and mm-hmm. it's really sweet. They talk in the gazebo for like a long time about just yeah. like random shit that is not all of this mess. It's it's beautiful. Yeah. It really is. <sighs> um, oh. And then they do another finger bang. Um, yeah. Inside, even though they were very tired, but then they try to kiss goodnight, and then it like ignites like the the sex times. Well, and she's she's been asking. A, a few people like what love is because she asked Cole because he's in love with Lenny and he gives her a description and then she realizes after this night of terror that she's wondering if she's in love with Drake. Right. She's on the wonder train. Well, and she's thinking about what's going to happen when her dad finds out that the marriage is broken. Like, how is she yeah. going to get out of this situation? Yeah, and there's another really good traditional Highlander finger banging. It's good. Yeah. The next thing that happens is he just works all day and night on that school and he yeah. he fixes it up and now she's got her boxcar school and he takes her out there and surprises her and she cries and they kiss and it's beautiful wonderful but then she gets a wire from her father that says you need to come home and she wires back and says no and then she knows he's going to be down here in about 10 days 
And so she's got to figure something out. Yeah. And they also say goodbye to Cole and Lenny. So they're not going to be in the book anymore. They're they gone. go off to They take California. them to the train station. They're going to go to California. And I yeah. hopefully find like an Antonio Banderas third. And then they're just going to like cut each other's oh, God. clothes off with Z's and like wear masks Z's. and ugh, just have an accent. And it's going to be I know great. that's what happens. Yeah. I'm sure of it. It's be awesome. Also, William Nichols. It's a, it's a tiny side plot. But mm-hmm. William Nichols boards a whites only streetcar with two of his white supporting friends, two allies, and he is arrested for disturbing the peace. And by the end of the book, that turns into more protests and everything, and it they succeed in desegregating the New Orleans streetcar system. And that's all so, real. Yeah, that's all real. Yeah, um, really cool. She says... So now, may Juliana's I like... Something. Yeah. And she asks him to marry her temporarily. Yeah, they're having like a nighttime chat. Yeah. And she's like, will you marry me temporarily? And he says, could I marry you? Forever Aziz. Just regular type. Right. And then she kind of <laughs> is like, oh, I, I don't know. I don't want a husband. I've never wanted to be tied down. I don't really have an answer for you. And he gets really mad. Yeah, he feels rejected. And she hurts his feelings. And that makes sense. And she feels really bad because she's like, I think I might want to, but I just was really put on the spot. And like, we haven't really had a chance to talk about what being married would look like. And it seems like being married to you would look like equality and Mm -hmm. partnership. But I don't know if that's going to change. You know, like I just I just need assurances. So he's like hurt and he goes away. And then Juliana Juliana tells her about how like his his brothers ate his duck one time. You guys, it's just real sad. and We don't have time for it. But it's just about it's just about how those brothers ate his duck and how he was so sad about it. And then also how his dad died. But it's mostly that duck that really got to me and um, how Juliana is just saying. What? It's all about how Drake is more sensitive. He, how he's he sensitive and he, he hurts easily. But honestly, your dad dying and somebody eating your duck are things that I think would hurt anybody. And you don't have to be a super sensitive for that to be true. Because I got pretty upset. Okay, so they, um, what if somebody ate rooster? I hear you. Okay. Okay, so then. He says, tell my mom that she's going to have a temporary daughter-in-law because, mm-hmm. yes, I will marry you, even though I'm really hurt right now. And that's fine. It's not about me. It's about keeping you in New Orleans. OK, bye. Right. And so Juliana, they're all sitting there and she's like, we should go shopping. And actually, is this? No. Am I skipping ahead? Yeah. But basically, you can fast forward to the shopping like they're going to shop for wedding dresses, but also like many other things. Well, because Juliana's whole thing is if your dad comes down. We need to make sure he gets hot goss that you guys are in love and doing it for real. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, it'll just look fake. The only thing that really happens between now and then is like the school opens, the kids come. We find out yes. that that cigar lady ran off with the other guy. It's stuff <gasps> that doesn't really matter oh, for the yeah. core plot. No, Melody. They... No. I tried to bury it in the middle. Ah! No. Nope. I'm just no. saying that their relationship will not be legal until 1967, which is a full century after this happens. And that is fucked up. It's a problem. All right. And the cigar man, he sent the Pinkertons after them. And hopefully oh we God. wish them Godspeed and hopefully they made it. Okay. Whew. Yeah. Hopefully they're like, we're Barbara and Tim. And everybody's like, excellent. Yeah. <laughs> and they were never seen again. <laughs> yes. 
Okay. Okay. We can't change their races, which is always going to be a problem. No matter where they go, people are going to be sending those Pinkertons. So, mm. like, but if they go to I, Canada, maybe that was better there. They were they were maybe running to Canada, yeah. where it was cool. Yeah, and I think America's hat was cool with that. Yeah. We just lost so many Canadian listeners. No, we hey, didn't. We make fun Becky. of them all the time. Hi, and they're too, Allie. No, we make fun of those Canadians <laughs> all the time. And they're so nice. They stick around. They don't even care. Okay. <sighs> all right. So then now Juliana says, you got to go shopping because you need to be, you need to, to bandy your partner around town, I think is the phrase. Right. Bandy? <laughs> she just said she's gonna buy a bunch of shit and Belinda isn't too cool with this because she doesn't like charity but she just kind of has to suck it up well and, and Drake is like you're not paying for it mama I'm gonna pay for it since after all she's right. gonna be my wife oh it's so sexy so they do the shopping no, I think it's on the how way dare you to the in shopping in the carriage on the way he also he did you not a big hear my words? Her. You're right. You're right. I think it is on the way to the shopping. Okay, wait, wait. Also, the other thing that happens is that he buys her a wagon and a set of horses, How even though he's super dare mad. You on what? the way. Oh. Sorry. I thought you were going to say buys her some dresses. And I was no. going to say, how dare you on the way to that stuff happens. <laughs> Full circle. No, he does get her so that wagon. We're so good at this. Okay. Yes, we are. All right. Uh, professionalism was last year. The- Inside the wagon, the love happens. So he does a big apologize because he's like, I've been a dick. We didn't really talk Mm -hmm. about how much of a dick he's been, but he's been a he's been a big cold shoulder. He's kind of been a cold shoulder, yeah. Yeah. But also a hard, muscular Mm, shoulder that you can lean on it and he can also flamingos down to your nipple in all the best ways. (laughs) So then so he's like he does a big apologize and and she says, I I, I think that was really hard for you to say, and I really appreciate it, and I forgive you. And also, I think maybe I want to stay married to you. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, pull her into my lap and kiss her to death. And then he says, so is happy. this a good time to tell you that I'm in love with you? And she says, I'm in love with you, too. And it's love. Mm-hmm. It's love. It's love. Okay. So. His joyful roar startled the oh. birds in the trees into a panicked flight. I'm into it. So she gets those dresses. The Creole lady is mean to her, and she's mean back, and, and she it's great. She sets her down. Because all the Creole ladies are very jealous because the Levesque men keep marrying women of low class. Or women who just aren't their daughters, but also that. Fair yeah. enough. I, well, the only two that are married are Raymond and now Drake, and Raymond married a, a freed slave, and yes. now this one isn't, you know. Okay, so, but tonight he's going to really apologize. And the way yeah. that Levesque men apologize is on their, their knees. knees. You guys oh. begging her pardon. And so he rucks up her skirt and then he's like, hold on to your skirt for me. And she is a big confused, but a big excited. She says, what are you doing? He yeah. chuckled softly. You were the one with all the questions about a man being on his knees to make his apology, weren't you? Yes, but she viewed him in the moonlight with wide eyes. Do you want your apology? Oh, do you want my apology or not? Lie back and let me pay my penance. Pay mm. my penance. Oh, my God. 
It's cunnilingus, you guys. That's it's so it good. If you guys are out there being like, what is bed games? I don't understand mm-hmm. what is on your knees. That is what it is. So That's what it is. word up to our 11-year-old listener. That's the you one. figured it out. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi, sweetie. Hi. <laughs> We're glad you're here, but please, please listen to more age-appropriate shows. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. Oh. Oh. This <gasps> Then. It's breakfast time. Everything happens at breakfast. Yeah, it is breakfast time. Sorry. So all of a sudden, her dad rolls up and he's like, get in the house and get your stuff. No. They get married first. Melody. Do they? Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. So the first thing that happens is she's teaching school and this old lady comes. I'm sorry. Oh, I have to talk about. But this old blind lady. Miss Delia. This man carries this frail old blind lady to the school. And Belinda is like, I'm not qualified to teach a blind woman how to read. I don't know how to do that. I don't know Braille. And she says she is just there because she can be. And her whole life, she's never been allowed to go to school. Oh, wait, let me just read it. Yeah, please just read it because she says, that's okay. I'm not here to learn. I'm just here because I can be spent my whole life wanting to read figured it must hold power if the masters didn't want us to learn how oh my God. when my grandson told me there was a school being taught by a pretty little colored lady. I told him I wanted to come. So don't mind me, Miss Lacey. That's Linda's last name. You teach. I'll sit here and listen <laughs> to you and enjoy the other folks getting to learn. Oh, my God. This is the side stuff that's in this book. (laughs) (laughs) And she, like, comes until she literally dies. (laughs) Okay. All right. Now it's the wedding. She gets married in this beautiful gold dress, and it's hot, and they kiss at the end. Then that dad blows up to the place. Mm, They have their wedding night. Fuck you. Also, fuck them. Am I right? (laughs) they do have penetrative sex on that wedding night oh remember she takes off her dress and she's just wearing gold bejeweled garters underneath and no drawers or whatever she hasn't been wearing any drawers all day and um he says like have you just not wearing the underpants all day long and she's because she says pirate wives get to do that hot Belinda. And he says something like, come over here and let me show you what happens to pirate wives who keep secrets all day or something incredibly hot. It's hot. Oh, these two. And she gets to see a naked man for the first time. Yeah. And let's review. He's riveting. Okay. Yes. Like. (laughs) And then they get done and he's like, how do you feel? And she's like, can we do it again? And he's like, you are a pirate wife. (gasps) It's a yum. Okay, and then that dad shows up because it's breakfast time. And he's like, I'm dragging you back. Here's an old man that is here to marry you because I've got to settle my gambling. Reverend? A reverend. How dare you treat ladies like this or people or your flock or whatever? You should Mm -hmm. be above shit like this, reverend. No? I don't know. And basically, the sins, she's like, I have a husband. I've gotten married. I'm good. Fuck off, dad. And the dad raises a hand to strike her. Yeah. And Drake, like, gets in his shit and, like, pins him up against the wall. And it's hot. And he's choking him. And then, yeah, that dad fucks off. No. And then, then no. How dare you? Caroline, her sister, gets to have a big family set down because her Mm -hmm. old geriatric, probably abusive husband just Mm -hmm. died. 
So she's in morning wear. But the dad goes out because we find out that the only reason he wants her to marry this reverend is because he has a secret gambling problem. Right. And he owes the reverend. How? What? Isn't that illegal in, yeah, I don't in know. Christianity times right now? Mm, I, don't I don't know. know. Something about money lenders and temples, sure. probably. I, uh-huh. It's confusing. But uh-huh. So he owes him $600 and he's going to trade his daughter for him. Mm-hmm. So he runs out to like try to track down this reverend because he leaves in a huff. And then the daughter's mm-hmm. like... I can't believe that you did this to me, mom, because the mom is sitting right there and the Mm -hmm. mom is like, sniffle, sniffle. I didn't have a choice. You know how your dad is. And then she's like, I took all the money out of my husband's bank and I'm never coming home and I never want to see you or dad again. And I'm like, here for it, Caroline. Mm -hmm. I'm, yeah, you set your boundaries. You deserve this. Good job, Caroline. And then Drake is like, you can stay with us until you pick a direction or forever. Mm -hmm. And it's hot. And then. They fuck off. Oh, and the dad says, the dad says, you're dead to me. She's like, yeah, you should have done that already. should have done that fake death. Yeah, she says, that's okay because I have a husband who loves me and I have a life here that I enjoy. And if you don't want to be a part of that, then that is your choice. Goodbye. Goodbye. And it's wonderful. Hot. So here's my theory, Erin. Hmm. She loses... Oh, God, I don't know. I don't know if it's Cole or if it's that lady from the beginning. What lady from the beginning? That was a type of love. The one who who died, who like showed her to kindness and generosity and then died. Oh, lose a lo- that lady. I mean, they didn't know each other well, but it was very loving the way in which. But that had already happened by the time that she saw that fortune teller. So why would the fortune teller say you will lose a love? Oh, fuck. You're right. And she, But I feel like she didn't lose Cole's love. Exactly. She didn't lose him. He moved away. She did reject him. And she did reject him, but she did reject her dad harder. But my question is, was that even love? No, that's what that's what's like, weird. She is, has love she for hasn't her dad, rejected but he obviously doesn't love her. Is it the love of her mother that she loses? No. But then it's not in order. Bev, Miss Bev. <sighs> you're, you're not Ms. listening Bev, to this. We don't know which There's one no it is. fucking way. Beverly Jenkins listens listener, to this. But listener, what do you what think? What do you think? Like, maybe ask Miss Beth, but like, ask her in a way where you don't tell her that, like, we don't know. Well, we're the dummies who don't know. Because she does not suffer fools, and we are fools. Yeah, we can't be like this around Miss Bev. I mean, we are her acolytes, and we will worship her until the end of days. And so we. She was on a panel at KissCon, and she just walked off because she didn't have anything yeah. to say. She's like, I'm going I'm to go outside. That's right. I don't have anything to say. That's the level. So, like, mm-hmm. be cool. Like, she's. She went outside to smoke, Erin. Yeah. I don't know why I find that so hot because I hate <laughs> smoking. But like even Miss Bev makes me think Dude, smoking she did not okay. come to the Sunday morning thing where we all had signed copies of this book on our table signed by Beverly Jenkins. Yeah. She didn't come because she wanted to watch her like March Madness football teams. Good. Or April Madness. March Madness is I don't basketball. Know. Oh, I'm sorry. A, a college... <laughs> basket sport a college basket sport was on and it was the one she likes whichever <laughs> one that is and she told me because i said something about see you tomorrow at the breakfast to her uh-huh. and she said oh i'm not going to that because i've got the i've got the, the and it was the team name Sports and i didn't ball. know what it was and i was yeah. like okay good luck with your frogs or whatever like i had no idea <laughs> okay we're done bye we're done <laughs> 
so they live happily ever after, and it yeah, wraps up with their she students. She does see that rapist again. He does beat her up, and she is pregnant at the end. No, Melody. <laughs> she has that baby. It's nine pounds. She loves it. The end. <laughs> no. Well, yeah. Okay. All right. She does. She does beat up that rapist. He doesn't beat her up. No, I said that. I thought Drake beat him up. She hits him with a shovel. Yeah, she did. No, yeah, she hits okay, him with a shovel. Around. Abraham Lincoln's there. And Listen, she's saved by I a freeman named Abraham yep, Lincoln. I just. And then that baby comes out. And it is big. No, it's true. That is how, that is the last <laughs> sentence of the book. Is, it and then a big baby pounds. came out of her. I swear to God, that is the last line of the book. <laughs> anyway, um, it's really cute. She had a son. Drake... They christened him Raymond Drake Levesque. He weighed eight pounds nine ounces and came into the world roaring oh. like a bear. That is the last line of the book. She had a like, baby. Oh, it was bear. a big one. <laughs> <laughs> If I ever write a book, that's how I'm going to end it. And they had a baby. It was a big one. It's for you guys who need a baby at the end. I can't wait. All right. I can't wait. Do you have a lady love? Today, I had coffee for the first time in a month, which was its own miracle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then after that, I went to the gym and I rediscovered my love of weightlifting. HBs, if you want to feel like Wonder Woman, mm. have a big old cup of coffee when you haven't had caffeine for a month. And then you go pump some irons, I think mm. is how it's called. You pick up those things and then you put them back Heavy down. Ones. And then you pick them up again. I did some I did some power lifts, power thrusts. Uh, <laughs> I did. Is there going to be a meme video of lifts? you lifting weights on Reddit of like, what's this chick doing? Power thrusts? <laughs> probably i did some deadlifts i did some squats all with the bar i did i did that maybe it's called a clean and press a pressing clean <laughs> is that laundry or is that weight lifting it's where you it's where you go from your waist to your shoulder and then your shoulder up in the air and then back down and back down and then up and then up and then back down and back down mm-hmm. that one i did a few of those I just picked up heavy things and then I put them the fuck back down and I felt so strong. So, yeah, that's my lady love. Do that. Lift them up and then put them back down. <laughs> um, I got some eyeglasses that help my eyes not get tired when I look at the screens and that's all that they do. Ooh. It's those ones that are a little mm-hmm. bit yellow. They're from Felix Gray, I think. Mm. But they really helped me out yesterday because I was out, I worked like really late last night and my eyes hurt bad mm-hmm. and they were like red and my friend commented on it and I realized that I had those glasses and they had just been sitting in my drawer and they're good for you and you should wear them if you're looking Ooh, at screens. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. I actually have one more lady love. What? Melody. Here's my last lady love. It is a book riot article that was written today. As of recording, it is 122920, and it is called 15 Must-Read Black-Authored Historical Romance Novels of the Last 25 Years. Carol Bell wrote it, and it has some incredible titles on it, including Night Song by Beverly Jenkins, and That Could Be Enough by Alyssa Cole. That's a revolutionary times, revolutionary war times book. America Times. With two ladies. It is also America Times, yes but it's during the Revolutionary War. It's a really good roundup of 15 incredible books 
A Delicate Affair by Lindsay Evans is on there. So look up that article. I'll, I'll link it in the show notes for Good. you. Don't because worry. Because it is February 29th and not December 29th, as Melody just said in her latest <laughs> I said that out loud? <laughs> oh, no. I need to go to bed. Keeping a badass... And love your smell, love your smell as much as you love. <laughs> Leaning back on somebody's shoulder, but then also having them like extend their neck down and like flamingo down. down around you to suck on your boob, which you probably would suck like. Suck on that titty. Yeah, I would like it. Love yourself that yeah. much. Do it. That much. Yeah. Yeah. That much contortionist deliciousness. So much. All right. All right. Bye, Erin. Bye, Mel. Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes. We are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah! Lilas! Okay, back to the show.